welcome to our brand new show. It's not that complicated, so listen close. We'll go through IMDb, reviewing all of Tom Hanks' movies. Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank. Hello and welcome to Hanks Bank, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. With me is my intrepid co-host, Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. Hello, Al. <laughs> Awful. Why do you always do that? Because it's a great joke. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jamie and I were filming a uh, oh, pitch for one of his shows and I did actually do that for that pitch too. Yep, yep. Um, he's made that joke on camera multiple times in the last week. Um, it's a good time and really it lets people know that you're both professional but also a laugh (laughs) um so for people who are new to this show the concept of this show is that aliens have invaded um and they want to see our most talented human and we've decided that that person is tom hanks and so we are going through his entire uh filmography and deciding which films deserve to be shown to the aliens and which films or tv shows don't uh, and those that do go in are in the so-called Hanks Bank. Now, I think that was it. That sounds about right. That sounds <laughs> roughly it's, like the concept of the show, yes. Yeah, it's, it's been a while since I've, I've said those I'm words. In- I'm a bit rusty. Um, Al, how, how long has it been since we last recorded an episode? Well, so for the listener, it'll just be in a week in between uh, yeah, episodes. That, yeah, but a week, but... For us, in our time, uh, it's been three months. Over three months, some might say. Um, now, the reason for that is... Um, Trump. No. The government Yes, shut I mean, mo- most of it is... Yeah, the government <laughs> shut down and in solidarity, we it's, decided it's to true. join them Workers weren't for getting... For two months longer exactly. than they Exactly. Workers in America weren't getting paid, and so we too went <laughs> on strike <laughs> from our production schedule. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So before we uh, started the show, we saw that the third thing on Tom Hanks' IMDb is Bosom Buddies, which is what we're uh, talking about today, which is a TV series, which is two full TV series, like 33 episodes long. So we were like... Well, let's make sure we record up until that point because it might take a little bit longer to prepare for for the Bosom Buddies episode. I didn't quite expect it to take three and a half months and I didn't expect it to take three and a half months and we've only watched one season. We're only reviewing the first season of Bosom Buddies because frankly, if we waited until Al finished watching the second season, we'd be here until 2020. Now, two things. Uh, One, I have written an apology letter to be read uh, to Jamie. It's addressed to him, therefore I feel he should read it. But two, Jamie, really importantly, finished the show after I did. (laughs) Okay, yes, that is... For the last three months, he has been sitting there going, when are you going to finish this thing? It turns out he wanted to be the last person. <laughs> yes, that is technically true. I did watch the uh, the last episode today, but I've been on the last like two episodes for about a month and a half. So That doesn't make it better. Well, it does because I didn't want to watch all of them two months ago while you've been sitting around watching none of them. So I wouldn't remember any of the goddamn episodes when we came to record. Right, give me your bloody letter. Oh, for God's sake. Listeners, he's opening a letter. (laughs) Oh my God, your handwriting is so bad. I I actually wrote this with my left hand. uh, (laughs) So it'd look more childlike. Imagine this looks like it is written by a three-year-old with extreme dyslexia. Yep. Right. Dear Jamie... I am sorry I was very bad and didn't watch this stupid show for the months, for three months, but it was 11... One. 
one oh a one and a bracket i see sure. one bad two stupid that's stupid spelt with two o's three o's actually three o's. so i'm uh, sorry two stupid please ask from forgive me please what do you need some help reading yes Jamie? please ask tom to, oh, Tom, to. to forgive me. Right, I'll get on that. Love, Al, age 24 and four months. That, I hate you. This is really nice paper. This is such a waste of good paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's my main issue with this. Right, that out of the way. Um, let's get into Bosom Buddies. So, as with uh, every episode, we do um, historical context and then context for the show. Uh, I have been given the task of historical context. So, this show was released, the first season, because again, we're not talking about the second season, we have not watched a single episode of it, um, was released from the end of 1980 to the middle of 1981. Now, we've talked a decent amount in 1980 because the last two things we uh, watched were both released in 1980 as well. It was a stellar year for Hanks. It was. He had th- his first year in the industry and he had three credits. That's true. Um, it premiered on Thanksgiving 1980. Uh, that's my only 1980 fact. The rest of them are all 1981. At the end of 1981, Sandra o- Day O'Connor would become the first ever female member of the Supreme Court. I think we may have mentioned that in our last episode. Probably. About Ronald Reagan nominating her. Um, the top song of 1981 in the US was Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes. And in the UK, it was This Old House by Shaken Stevens. Have you heard either of those songs, Al? No, but can we play them on a podcast without getting flagged for copyright infringement? Let's find out, <laughs> because I'm going to play This Old House. Now, again, this was the number one song in the UK in 1981. I think you only get, like, less than 15 seconds of fair use, so I will count on the clock. Okay. Let's talk over it to make sure that it's fair use. <laughs> it's quite jazzy. It's quite country <laughs> Okay, let's stop this. We're okay. not breaking copyright. That was the best song in the UK in 1981. Jamie, that's a certifiable bop, okay? <laughs> I am not hearing a word against that song. It was so... I watched the video of this and it was just one dude doing that weird shaky leg dance for two whole minutes. It, I guess that's why he was called Shaking yeah, Stevens. That's why people, <laughs> why and how people made it in the 80s. Yeah. They just shake their legs a <laughs> lot. And... I, I think it gives this important context of this was the level of entertainment. that For, for what Bosom Buddies is, this song was the level of entertainment deemed the greatest in yeah. 1981. Um, Raiders of Lost Art was the top movie of 1981. Which is a which, great film. That is a great film. Post-it notes were invented in 1981. What? Lady Diana got married to Charles in 1981. Sorry, one second. Uh, Lady Diana. I said Lady... I had a slight, slight... La- I definitely said Lady. <laughs> I, I mean, it sounded awfully like Lady Diana. Yeah, and, and let's repeat that in the slip of the tongue over and over. Um, the first ever London Marathon was in 1981. Um, the first ever test tube baby was born. I don't know where they are now. <laughs> Hopefully alive. Um, MTV was launched in August of 1980, uh, thus signalling the death of our culture as we know it. Um, China cloned the first ever fish in 1980, thus signalling the start of their eventual rise to technological power. When will they stop? (laughs) Never. That is why we must compliment them on every episode of this. So once they take over, we will be allowed to continue to exist. To all our Chinese listeners, thank you for continuing (laughs) to allow us to live. Um, 
and world leaders. Over the course of the first season of this uh, show, the presidency changed from Jimmy Carter to Ronald Reagan. Francois Mitterrand... <laughs> Did you just boo? Both of them. They're both bad. <laughs> um, in France, Francois Mitterrand started his 14 years of leadership. I just wanted to show off that I can flawlessly slay Francois Mitterrand. Am I French, Jamie? Nope. Then why do I give a shit? <laughs> and a good old Maggie Thatch was in the middle of her third year of her 12-year... 11-year reign. I can't Ooh. read my own. And more booing. So clearly Ooh. Al was just not happy with any of the leaders in, at the time of 1981. Honestly, that is a bad pack of leaders. I don't know about the French guy, but considering French politicians have historically low, low yeah, ratings... Yeah, yeah no, no, one like, no one in France likes any of their leaders, ever. It's, for as bad as you think people consider Donald Trump, it's still around 30 or 40% approval ratings in the States. Mm-hmm. In France, it tends to be around 10% approval ratings. Yep. Yeah, by the time for they get, get out. Yeah. Um, so that is my historical context of 1981. Can you give me some fun facts about this show, Bosom Buddies? Sure. Um, so I want to imagine you're a young creative and you think, you know what? <laughs> I hate that you've just called I'm me that. I'm <laughs> going to go to a big studio, let's say the BBC or in America, ABC. And you say, I've got a great idea for a show. It's about two buddies in New York. And they go, it's, it's kind of a boring pitch. And you go, uh, well, it's going to be really funny. And they go, okay, well, wh- what kind of funny? Are we talking like, you know, guy in a big hat funny? He goes, no, no, you know the film, uh, Some Like It Hot? It's going to be that kind of funny. And they go, we love that film. It has men dressing up as women. What's not to love? And you go, I, I mean, yeah, but we're not going to do the men dressing up as women thing, obviously, right? And they were like, well, I mean, I mean, I mean that sounds like a Good show idea. Um, yeah, let's do that. Pop, so I'll pause you there. I'll be honest. I've only just got the pun of the title of this show. But actually? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like actually. Like Bosom Buddies because they dress up as women so they have breasts. I've only just got that joke. So this show oh. was created by uh, Robert L. Boyett, Thomas L. Miller and Chris Thompson. Um, and yeah, I just that process is, I find hilarious. So kind of... The equivalent of, I don't know, if you were uh, pitching Peep Show and they went, yeah, that's great, but what if they were in drag the entire time? <laughs> um, it's one of those classically brilliant subversions that by the second season, they kind of get rid of completely. Yeah, even like midway through the first season. Yeah, you really don't start... see much of them dressing up as women. There's one episode in particular towards the end of the season of season one uh, where the two characters, so it's Tom Hanks is uh, playing Kip and Peter Sklari is playing Henry. They are the bosom buddies. And uh, they've been playing these kind of two... Not been playing. They've been disguising themselves as these two women. We kind of explain the premise of the show now. Um, in order to live for much cheaper in New York because the rent is too damn high. <laughs> and so they go live in this all-female hotel which also does apartments because that's a thing in New York. Yeah, I, I, can't, I couldn't really tell. It's like, it's definitely a hotel, but... People just live there. It's yeah, weird. It's a thing. I thought only rich people yeah. did that, but apparently yeah. Yeah. so do The Susan B. Anthony Hotel. Sure. So it's not creepy at all. They dress up as women uh, in order to get creepy... Not creepy, to get lower rent. And that's the kind of premise. And then one of these... Later on as it goes on, they just stop really caring about the, the having to pretend like, oh, this is about them in drag. And there is an episode where at the beginning they go, oh, we're sick. <coughs> And then go stay in bed and then just be the male versions of those characters for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, which is is kind of weird. Yeah, I, I did ask... We're diving deep into the show very yeah. quickly. Do well, you have no, any fun facts about this show? Yeah, yeah, but I'm weaving it into this wider <laughs> narrative about the okay. show. 
Uh, some fun facts. Uh, the show only had about 33, 34 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's low. So across two seasons, um, it kind of didn't do much better after that. And it was shut down by ABC after two years. But in 1984, it was bought for rerun by NBC. Because at the time, 1984, that's when Tom Hanks really starts to come into his own as a big movie star. Mm-hmm. And so NBC went, okay, this is dirt cheap, let's pick it up. And it became a hit. So although it didn't do very well on its original channel of ABC, it actually did pretty well on NBC to the point that on NBC they started talks about trying to revive the show yeah. and do more seasons. But by that time, Paul Sclary, uh, Pete Sclary was in a... Pete uh, Sclary being uh, the guy Henry. who plays Henry, yeah. Uh, so the kind of other guy, he plays the kind of copywriter. He's also wanting to write a, no- a novel about his experiences of dressing as a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to get cheaper rent. And... I wonder how that novel would sell. Uh, well, you know, it that whole concept, actually, most of this whole concept seems to play right into the uh, appeal of people who believe that uh, people might only dress as women or want to be women to uh, creep on people. Yep. Um, which is, is, is a bit of a weird thing. But uh, yeah, so it was picked up well, by uh, NBC and they obviously tried to make it into a different show. Uh, not a different show, they tried to revive it, but that never really got off the ground. Um... Yeah, outside of that, there's not really that much interesting about the show in that kind of wider context. <laughs> it was, have you seen the, <coughs> there was a short uh, by Adam Scott where he had this kind of series called, I think, The Greatest Event in Television History. Did you see this? I did not. Oh, it's really, no, it, this is worth a watch. But I think the kind of idea is, I think there are four episodes or whatever, and the, each time they would be doing this kind of, the, tr- trying to find the greatest event in television history. Yeah. And in this one, Adam Scott, uh, and Paul Rudd, uh, in this kind of sketch, recreate the entirety of the opening credits, and it's really good. Oh, I really want to watch um, that. And in the kind of it's so it is in in itself it is a skit. Yeah. Uh, so kind of Paul Rudd is playing a uh, kind of Daniel Day Lewis version of his character, <laughs> but they do a shot for shot remake, and it is brilliant. Okay. But I was very confused because the song they have playing over this brilliant yeah. opening montage, and that's. Probably the highlight of the show is the opening credit sequence. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that in, in depth a in a minute. <laughs> it has a different song. Ah, so when it gets picked up for reruns by NBC, they go, this is great, but how can we make it cheaper? Not paying they for the cha- song. They change the song. So the opening song... Oh, I really like the song from the original. What, what, uh, no, it's like... No, that's not the original. Oh, that's not the original. the other one. The original one is My Life by Billy Joel. Although it's not a song by Billy Joel. And actually, this is a fun fact. People thought that it was Tom Hanks singing that version. Ah. And then when it's picked up by NBC, the song switches to Shake Me Loose by Stephanie Mills. Which is a great song. Which is I enjoy the that. one we heard. Yeah, and it's really catchy. And I yeah. think originally parts that played over the cr- the end credits. Yeah, which is why they just brought it up ahead, and it was a lot cheaper. Um, so those are my fun facts. Great. So a little bit of um, as we sort of continue to uh, talk about, we'll talk about the opening credits in a minute. They are fantastic, mm-hmm. but. Um, just to do it as we we're not really going to go into the deep plots of this show we're probably just going to reference bits so here's the key bits you need to know you got kip and henry kip played by tom hanks henry played by the other dude pete sclari something like that peter sclari oh why sclari hey hey peter peter stop it come over here peter Oh, I'm so uncomfortable um and they also play buffy and hildegard which are their female counterparts Hildegard also known as Hildy sometimes because it's a joke in the early episode where he can't think of a name so he says Hildegard because hilarity um 
You then have Amy, who is obsessed with Henry. Yep. Uh, who works with them. And then you have Sonny, who Henry is obsessed with, who lives in the hotel. Yeah. Um, so Amy is played by Wendy Jo uh, Sperber, and Sonny is played by Donna Dixon. Cool. You then have people who I cannot remember. I've watched 19 episodes of this, cannot remember their names. So you have their boss. So I'm going to actually it, play a fun version of this game, Jamie. Okay. I'm going to give you their names, oh, and I no. want you to link Ten, them up. To which the character okay? they are. Okay. So here are three names. Okay. Uh, Ruth Dunbar. Okay. Is this the character name or the actor's name? This is the character okay. name. <laughs> I feel like... Okay. Isabel Hammond. Okay. Lily St. Sinclair. Okay. So I think Ruth Dunbar is the boss. Uh, Isabel Sinclair? Isabel Hammond. Isabel Hammond is the singer who yes. lives with them in the hotel. And then Ruth Sinclair? Uh, no, Lily Sinclair. Lily Sinclair is the old woman who looks after the hotel? Yeah. Yay! Well, <laughs> I did pay attention done. to this show. Um, so I'm going to forget all of those. So it's going to be the singer, the old woman and their boss. Um, if we ever refer to them. Sure. So that's really all you need to know about this show. As we've sort of vaguely discussed, this show really doesn't... I guess it's a sitcom, but it really doesn't have much plot. It's, no, we've it's... got this concept and then we're going to flirt around it and ignore it. Yeah, it's, it's not a... It's very much the kind of classical sitcom, right? So it's we have this one kind of single conceit, which is one of these guys lives in this women's hotel, uh, and they just sort of spin that out. And he, and then increasingly as it goes on, they they clearly I don't think ever really wanted to make that show. And so as it goes on, they start making the show they wanted to make, yeah. which is hey, you have these two main guys and all these women, and we're going to yeah. play off that. Yeah, I'd say if there's any journey of the show, it's basically just. Henry trying to get with Sonny. Yeah, that's that's the, that's, that's really that's kind the of the driving thing. force. And then the other guy sometimes talks about writing a book. And yeah, bad, so it? we'll get into that. Uh, the The intro to this show, firstly, has a recap of the show's plot at the beginning of oh, every show. Yeah, which is fantastic. which we're going to read now. Also, importantly, <laughs> at the beginning when you're watching episode one, it doesn't have this. Well, yeah, episode yeah. two, and then as the season goes on, they start adding more and more to this credit sequence, yeah. and it goes from being twenty seconds to about a minute. Oh, to it's this. so long. So we have. Um, I've also realised here that I have got Kip and Henry's names the wrong way round in okay. this script that I have written. I'll so play the original Kip, which here is Henry. No. Yeah. 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 So yeah. what? No. What? I'll, I'll, I'll play. No, I want to play Tom Hanks. No, I'll play Tom Hanks. I want to play Tom Hanks because I've watched this and I think there's some really funny. Okay, that he fine. Does. I'll, I'll be the other guy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So, you will be Hen- Henry. Henry, which in this script says Kip. It's very confusing. None of the audience can see this. No, it's true. There are some top quality level production values here. We like to keep it very fresh <laughs> yeah. for on the um, mic, and yet somehow yeah. we... <laughs> I will be Tom Hanks. You will be Pete Scarry. Please do not do. Hey, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Um. Do you want me to go? Yes. Okay. When we first moved to New York... Stop it, please. Just do an American accent. I know you can do one. <laughs> that wasn't an American accent. That was just an Italian oh, American accent. Okay. Right. When we first moved to New York... Oh, stop it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to let you get through this in an Italian-American accent. Okay, give me a second. Uh, I mean, these... Are... Okay, no. <laughs> I'm not okay. saying our American When we accent. first moved to New York, we found an apartment that was dirt cheap. And we found out why it was dirt cheap. Shot. Shot. Oh, okay, you can do it. Why not? Shot of a little wrecking ball going through their bedroom. <laughs> our friend Amy said there was a great apartment in her building. Dirt cheap. But it was a hotel for women. Okay, we made one adjustment. Insert shot of them dressed as women. Ah! 
Now these other ladies know us as Buffy and Hildegard. But they also know us as Kip and Henry, Buffy and Hildy's brothers. <laughs> I'm a uh, crazy about the blonde. <laughs> Shot of him chewing on her hair. This experience is gonna make a great book. See, it's all perfectly normal. Roll, Roll theme song. song. So, firstly, this experience is gonna make a great book. Comes out of nowhere. Oh, it's such a weird left turn. Um, and like they they really just up top say, yeah, really the only point of the show is they dress as women and. This dude's kind of obsessed with this blonde woman. Oh, creepily, yeah. yeah. Uh, there are then a lot of shots. Yeah, no, I'm doing all this. Oh, you're doing this? Cool. <laughs> yeah, I wrote this. Screw you. Um, so what I'm going to do now is describe every single shot that's in this. Oh, I think only like a minute long. Well, if you get through that, probably minute, minute and 15 yeah. seconds. And it's just a whole montage of them doing wacky, kooky things. Can I make the sound effects? If you think there are sound effects, yes. Sure. I don't think there are, but okay. We'll see. I'll be the fully artist. <laughs> right. We f- we start off with Kip and Henry running through puddles in a park. <sighs> splash, 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 splash. Uh, we then have Kip and Henry cycling through a park, but Henry is riding with no handlebars. Ooh, I hate you. Um, smash cut to Henry shirtless for some reason. He's putting money in a parking meter. The parking meter is sexy. No, the shirtless parking meter is sexy. <laughs> um, and it pans over to two sunbeds, where Henry goes and joins Kip sunbathing in a parking spot. Sizzle. It's a weird bit. Uh, then Henry is washing his hands in a public fountain. No, Kip is washing his hands in a public fountain, and Henry hands splish, him a hand splash, towel. Splish, splash, splish, which begs the question, if they don't have a sink at home, why do they own a hand towel? Um, then Kip throws a ball off a set of stairs. It bounces up in the air and Henry catches it behind his back. Now, can we discuss how incredible that is oh, as yeah. a physical feat? <laughs> he throws it off a set of stairs and it doesn't like bounce off it and go directly downwards or like directly up. It goes like a nice looping arc and then he catches it behind his back. That And their reaction is not insane enough to how incredible that is. Um... Then Kip is painting and Hen- and he pushes Henry over. That's just a half a second shot. That's it. Ah! Um, then Kip is walking by a... F- no, Henry... Oh, I got the names wrong the entire way through this. Okay. Henry is walking by a fruit stand, throwing fruit in the air over his head. Kip is behind them, catching in a bag. It is unclear whether they plan on stealing this fruit. Also, whoop, whoop, whoop. Thing about, I don't know whether you noticed this, but thing about this shot is they are dressed wildly different. Oh yeah. So Kip is wearing a jeans and a button down and a backwards cap. Firstly, weird outfit by itself. But then Henry is in short shorts and a t-shirt. What climate are we supposed to believe that these two men so, in, that they are both dressed like that? This is another fun fact, which I love integrating. Uh, but effectively, the show is set in New York. This is really important. It's a very New York show with all about our agencies. This intro... You might have been thinking, oh, it's set in Central Park, all this kind of stuff. No, no, no. This is the most LA New York you could possibly oh, have. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are palm trees. Yeah. It's clearly boiling hot. Yeah. And everyone's having a good time. Yeah, they're 100% they not anymore. in New York. Why would they sunbathe in New York? Um, we then have a shot of Kip and Henry at the office. Kip rips a piece of paper out of Henry's typewriter Shh. and throws it off screen. Oh. Pan to reveal an ever-growing mountain of thrown away paper. Very oh. bad for the environment. Um... Then there's just a shot of them both running with briefcases. That's more running sound effects, thank you. We then have Kip buying a hot dog at a hot dog stand. Small child is next to him. Henry encourages Kip to give the hot dog to the kid. Forever entrenching a mindset in this child that he never has to work for anything. Uh, (laughs) 
you got really into there's the some real su- there's some subtext there but you might have missed it um we then have a shot of henry slide no kip sliding into first base god damn it um we then have a shot of we are now what 15 shots into this we now have the first shot of them dressed as women yeah. which is the entire concept of the show they're in wigs and towels dancing kip uh, henry for some reason has shaving foam on his face um kip and henry walking through the hotel in drag uh, Kip and Henry standing behind a bar in drag. It appears that their female disguises do much less interesting things. Like, them dressed as men, they've been gallivanting yeah. around New York, having the best how time. Many, dressed as women. How many more shots? Four. Okay. We then have shots of all the co-stars just, like, talking. We've had this montage of all these kitschy shots of them doing wacky things, and then the co-stars just get regular old shots Uh um back to kip and henry this time just casually walking through a sprinkler in a park further supporting the idea that these two men are severely detached from reality um and then the final shot uh henry like an idiot completely messes up catching a baseball but it rebounds and kip catches it and takes his hat off and bows to again the non-existent crowd once again supporting the idea that these two men are severely detached from their own reality thank you that is the entire opening sequence. Guys, you can't see this, but Jamie is. I'm bowing to an imagination. in sweat. <laughs> if you've ever gone to go see, you know, a classic Shakespearean actor do a one man Shakespeare, where they do all these roles, that's basically what Jamie has just done. And it's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's really sad that you're not far off. I am very warm. <laughs> oh, God. So. Really, we've talked about the only interesting parts of this show, which yeah. are the opening sequence, which I normally I'd skip an opening sequence. I'm sitting there watching it every single yeah. time, bopping along to that song. It's great fun. Um, that is the redeeming part of this yeah. show, I think. It's, it's, so I'm, I'm getting the impression that you really didn't like this show. That's I, Here's my thing. Um, one, it kind of assumes that... Al, I, would, I would like to say that the microphone is this way. I know, but you I'm are speaking quite literally talking away from the microphone. Don't worry, dear listeners. Um, <laughs> no, because I'm talking there, it's fine. No, but it's that way. It's an omnidirectional, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh, God. That's right. not how sound waves work, Jamie. Um, so, yeah. Uh, look, it's... I will talk at the level I damn well, please. It's... Uh, it's fine. It's... <laughs> I had this big argument with someone at work the other day where he was suggesting that are we going to reach the death of comedy at some point because the lines of what's acceptable keep keep getting moved higher and higher and higher and suddenly there's going to be no barrier for entry. And I go, well, that's, that's complete nonsense. It's just that comedy is something which ages first. So like yeah. a tragedy, as like proved by, I don't know, Sophocles, can last a really, really long time. Whereas yeah. actually if you look at Greek comedies... Half the jokes don't really work anymore. If... What are you talking about? Shakespeare's comedies are the best work he's ever produced. I... Who doesn't want to go and watch Comedy of Errors? I like Shakespeare's comedy, but even then, most of the comedy in that is based off interdynamic comedy. So that that will last it's, longer. It's also quite heavily based off men dressing as women, women and yes. women dressing as men. So hey, comedy didn't change but between I, I, the I, 1600s and I 1981. I think the issue is with the show is that so much of it is so 80s. So it is that it is a style of... It is of, very 80s. If you went on UK TV Gold um, back when you were a kid, like 2004, and you stuck it on, and your, your parent, or your parents stuck it on, you were stuck in the room and you wanted to watch something else later, and you were stuck watching these sitcoms, which just weren't funny. They were just so stylistically old and kind of boring, and they just didn't 
really do anything for you. That's basically what this is. I wouldn't really recommend you go back and watch this unless you were alive in 1981 or 1984 and you liked it at the time. I don't think this holds very much value at all. It also supposes... That most people in their lives, specifically the women in their lives, are morons because they. <laughs> oh yeah, like absolutely. They don't realise that. By the way, these are just two guys in drag, and again, if they were just two guys in drag and like that was their lives, then more power to them. That's great. And there is something about this show which I think is kind of. I I can one hundred percent believe that someone would pitch a revival of this show which made that concept in something quite progressive nowadays like i'm sure there is something in there where you make it about two actual drag queens um you know moving into some kind of uh, boarding house somewhere like that and there'd, there'd be something in that and i think there is something to be mined from it but i don't think the show does because i think ultimately the show is not interested in that concept so it'll do like four or five episodes with it and then it just throws it away towards the end of, of season one but also just that the show doesn't really know what tony wants to go for which is really off-putting so we'll do, you know, most of these really broad comedy, kind of slapsticky, not completely slapsticky, but kind of fairly broad. And then sometimes we'll just go into quite like, hi guys, we're doing some drama today, and I want to talk about some real feelings. And well, that stuff's I mean, bad. That's, that's a bad. That's sitcoms. I feel no, like but, plenty of sitcoms do that. I don't. But think... they do it better than this does. This is kind of like, hi, we're pulling up a side, and guys, we're bosom buddies. We check in on each other, and you're like, okay, I, you know, this is. I mean, there's a couple of, like, there's the episode where, um, Henry, like, no, yes, Henry, god damn, they're interchangeable in my mind, um, Henry, like, decides he has to act like a real macho man to, to get women, and, like, go start dressing up as a cowboy or something i watched this like two months ago yeah yeah, you know which episode i'm talking about and then at the end they're like no look you just have to be you so like there is some decent level of progressive i'm not saying i'm not saying the message is bad i'm saying the delivery is a i don't think that i don't think that episode was that i think i enjoyed that episode it goes from being really broad comedy and it's again if you take a show like parks and rec Mm -hmm. which I feel like that's an unfair comparison, but no, okay. okay. But, or, or the best sitcom, something like Friends, right? Yeah. In Friends, it's a comedy, but the drama comes from stakes created through uh, relationships. Yeah. So it's, I've invested in these characters, I like them, I like watching them. So when Ross and Rachel, in, in like season three or whatever, ha- break up, and there's that episode where the guys are, you know, the comedy is, the guys are stuck in the room in the, the oh, corner. that's a great episode. And, but the main thing is... Can we just watch Friends instead? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> But the main thing is Ross and Rachel are breaking up. That's really painful because yeah. you've invested quite heavily into these relationships. But Bosom Buddies never really makes me care about the relationship dynamics. Okay. So I, the I, drama coming from it is I would disagree. I I feel like I cared about the characters to an extent. We were talking about today um, the, the very last episode... Which is a bit of a weird... It feels like they got cut off and they were supposed to do like 24 episodes. Yeah. The, the last there was 19 of, in season Yeah, one. the last episode of the first season doesn't really feel like an no. end. But um, Amy and uh, Kip, who both live with uh, Henry and Sonny, yeah. each other's loves that they, they want to get with, start concocting ways to try and like trick the other person to spend time with them. Oh, yeah. So that they can make them fall in love with them, etc. For your reference, Amy is creepily obsessed with Henry. Yeah, like can't like almost arguably worse than than Kip is with yes, Sunny. Because because at least Kip tries to be subtle about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he tries to play kind of suave, whereas Amy is 
every bad stereotype you could have about like a clingy girlfriend or someone who wants to be yeah. a girlfriend. Um, but yeah, so, and then uh, at the end of the episode, uh, Sonny and Henry are like all cutesy and cuddly. And then the other two are like, wait, what the fuck? And it's like, yeah, sorry guys, like we, we're together. And I, at that point, was like, oh, I felt something. I was like, oh, that's really shitty. Like, why would they do that to their friends? That sucks. It then turns out that it was a prank, and they were trying to point out he to them. He got starring oh, goofed! Oh, they, they got, they got you, goofed, Jamie. They got they so goofed. goofed. I got, like, not only did the characters in the show get goofed, but I got goofed. But I, like, genuinely felt, like, a, a connection to that. So that I think that suggests that I had some sort of affinity to, okay. to these characters. So it worked for you. I, I, so, yeah, I'll, you've... So my, sort of laid out your thoughts. My, I can want to say this. I want to talk. I just want to finish one last <laughs> yeah, summarizing okay. sentence. My girlfriend summed it up best. <laughs> and I mentioned this yesterday to my friend Ashant. I don't think you heard. No, 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 I didn't. You made me close my ears. But she so summed it up the, the best about this show, which is my experience of watching Bosom Buddies is like when a friend says, hey, you got to watch this YouTube video. It's hilarious. And they give you your their iPhone and you look down and you see this video is five minutes and by second five you know this is not for you but you have to sit there and watch it anyway because you're recording a podcast and then by <laughs> by minute three you're like this is something which i get why other people find funny but i now resent this show <laughs> i wish it didn't exist because i'm 17 episodes in apparently that means i'm further ahead than my good friend jamie but fuck it i have to sit here and watch it forever and ever and ever ever oh. and that makes it worse um okay i'm sorry i'm sorry we tortured you with this show um so yeah i i never it's not a great show but for me it was a very harmless show it was a nice show to stick on in the background i'd play video games while i was watching it i'd do other things and it'd be there and like some of the jokes were kind of funny and i feel like for the most part it's actually quite well acted I think I think the performances in it yes. are actually good for what they're trying I, to go for, I, especially the f- main two. I think Kip and Henry are really likable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. many Well, likable in their dislikableness, like a like a Joey or something yeah, like that. Yeah, where yeah. like yeah, they're you might not agree doing, with what they yeah, do. They're objectively doing like, terrible things, but you're like yeah, it's, no, it's, it's fine fun. because they're well acted. Yeah, I agree. The best thing about the show and its saving grace and is that everyone on it is good. They're yeah. all decent actors. They're all funny. I think it was meant to be like quite a lot of improv between Scolari yep. and Hanks. Tom sense. Hanks is the star. I know it's a kind of a double bill type thing, you yeah. know, the double act. But he is—he's much better. He's, he's hilarious. He is really funny. Um, how's that beer, Jamie? Oh, I was trying to open it sneakily. Shut <laughs> up. Well, I thought you had some kind of pressure pad behind your back, and it popped. <laughs> no, um, I was trying to open it behind my back so it wouldn't get caught on the mic. No, don't worry. I'm always there to help. Um, yeah, yeah. So d- definitely, they are the best thing about the show. They're, all yeah. the actors are good. They are funny. And Except like, for the actor playing Sunny, who seems like yeah, she's coming from a porn parody. Yeah, a little. She's a quite... But I... I think she's told to do that. But. Yeah, I can't tell whether it's direction or bad acting. Like, she, yeah, she really is like porn parody, ditzy blonde sort of character. But hi it, guys, I'm Sunny. Yeah, I like uh, to dance and be a nurse. Uh, uh, and it's that voice. It is yeah. almost that. Level it, yeah, of voice yeah. All the it, way through. You're actually not. That's a pretty good Sunny impression. Hi, um, Kip. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it, it's difficult to tell whether that's bad acting or, or bad direction. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't want to blame her for it. Or not even necessarily bad directing. Like, almost bad bad writing. Like, they've written this character that plays this stereotype, so the director tells them to play the stereotype, and the stereotype... Whereas... I I think the stereotype just really feels bad nowadays. I feel like when it first came out, it's not defending it, but at the time, it probably would have felt less out of place. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. But I think what I would say about that is the character of Amy, who we previously said is obsessive and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So who has probably worse stereotypes that she has to play, I find a lot more enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Um, so actually just because she's so charismatic and because she's really fun, yeah. I was like, oh, this is great. I don't, although I get that although those are bad stereotypes, she she makes something more fun out of it. Whereas the Sunny character is sort of just a drip as a, as a character, which is yeah. a shame. Um, um, do you have a favourite episode? Uh, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, I really liked the one where uh, Kip and Henry go to their boss's house one Saturday evening. And that, the first oh, 10 minutes of that, yeah. I thought uh, she was trying to have a threesome with him. Yeah, yeah, same, 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 same. And I thought that was a joke, but it turns out it isn't a joke. It's a really serious episode because she's lonely. Yeah, that is actually quite... That, see, that is a time when I think they do the, the seriousness quite well. Uh, it, I didn't. I found that funny. You found that? Oh, no, I... I thought it, like, actually made me feel bad for her because, like, she's this tyrannical boss stereotype. But then it turns out that she's just, like, kind of lonely and looking for some friends and looking for, like, real meaningful connection. And <laughs> these two dudes are dickheads. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> um, so that's sort of, I feel, ooh, I care about the show. Yeah, I mean... So, so your, your favourite episode was an episode where you liked it not for the reason they wanted oh, yeah, you yeah. to no, like I, it. I didn't like the seriousness. What was your favourite episode? I think I like that, that episode so, where, yeah. where Henry is, is like trying to be all manly and then it's it's like quite a fun... It's a funny episode because him playing out all these manly stereotypes is, is fun. And then I find the message at the end quite nice and like sure. actually vaguely progressive okay. for the time, which is now, good. I think... Because there are so many episodes and we don't really care about them. Let's move <laughs> to the Hanks Bank. I think this is a okay. more interesting conversation. Okay. Um, well, so, no, wait. Uh, well, we have to. We have to give it ratings first. Then maybe we have to rate that's the show. True. Show out of five. And uh, God, it's been so long since I did this. Show out of five. Tom Hanks' performance out of five. And whether it goes in the Hanks Bank. Sure. Um, if I remember correctly, um, I have nothing in the Hanks Bank at the moment. But I do I have. Not- but you put that first film, that god-awful first film, in the goddamn Hanks Bank. Uh-huh. So your Hanks Bank is currently one. full. <laughs> one. Yeah. It, 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 it has content. There is an infinite number which you can put in the Hanks Bank. Yeah. But it will stay associated with you forever. Yeah. Um, you, you own that. Um, yeah, so you have one, I have zero. Uh-huh. Um, so, start with your racing of the show out of five. Whoa. Watching it today, and I think that is really important. I think if you watched that at the time, like clearly people did, like when it came yeah. back for reruns, like people really enjoyed that show. I think it ended up being one of the most syndicated shows ever. Uh, and after two seasons, that's crazy. Uh, so I, I understand that at the time it was probably really liked. I like a two. I just thought it was a two, as in, I, if on that rating scale, I would be like, look, if it's, if it's on TV, if your nan has put it on TV because, I don't know, she doesn't like anything past the year 1985. Um, and you were sat there, then sure, I guess watch it. You know, I I still don't think you'll really enjoy it. I don't think you'll go out being like, I'm gonna watch the rest of Hank- of this show. Um, but yeah, so as a show, I'd say that. Cool. Um, 
I'm gonna give it a 2.5 out of five, just because I remember that you don't like that I allow decimal oh points. <laughs> but also, I, I think I like it more than than you do. I think it's a perfectly. I wouldn't like. I said, yeah, I would not recommend anyone watch this. I cannot. I cannot yeah. tell. It took you three goddamn months to get through. 19 I think that episodes. says pretty much. That says everything you need to know about this show. I was able to watch it because I was watching it while doing other things. Yeah. So, yeah, I would not recommend that someone watches this show. It's not, like, anything revolutionary. But it's fine, and it's, it's fun, fine, yeah. and I think some of the episodes are quite good, and I think the acting's quite good. Now, so the next one... Tom Hanks' performance. Tom Hanks' performance. I'm going to give it a four. Ooh. I think Tom Hanks is funny in this. I think he's engaging. I think he, he's magnetic. And, he it, again, it still plays into that thing which I've been saying all the way through. Yeah, he can't, that, he can't that, play his dicks quite well. In a arseholeness or jerkishness to Tom Hanks it, it really plays into my theory of Hanks um, so I'd give it a four I think he, he's good in a show which is not good cool um, I'm going to one up you again but even more I'm going to give it a five. Oh. I think with what he was presented with with the writing he plays this role as well as this role could be played Yeah. I think he really shows off that he has really good comedic timing Yeah. really good comedic timing and knows how to just say things funnily and like just yeah play play with more than just the jokes that are on the page the way he says they and like repetition of things like the way every time he sees sunny he goes oh sunny 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 he knows that repetition is funny he knows yeah he's really good in this like really surprised especially because latterly he has not been known as much for for his comedy I, as so much early in his career he is he's yeah. very much a comedic actor yeah. and you can see that here 100% mm. right and you can see also why he found such success with that yeah uh, later in career obviously he moved more towards dramas yeah, or yeah. kind of serious films but um, no, he, he, he he has that kind of roguish charm so which brings us to the controversial one and I want you to go first with this uh, are you putting this I can't, Hanks I can't put this show in the Hanks Bank like it's a really good show off of Tom Hat. you're not I'm looking at you. Oh my god! I can't put this in the show in the Hanks Bank because it's not good. Like it's a good show off of of Tom Hanks, but if we're talking about the concept that the aliens are coming to Earth and we're trying to show them like the greatest works we can, we no, can, no, no. the greatest act or whatever we, yeah. we're, we're trying about. to like justify our existence to our yeah. alien overlords. Yeah. Yeah, I, I cannot say that this show justifies our existence to, to our alien overlords. And I'm looking at you, and you have slated this goddamn show this entire fucking episode. If you fucking put this in the Hanks Bank, I'm going to be furious with you. You made me wait three months for you to put some shit in the Hanks Bank. Jamie, that's what a bank's for. You walk over there, you pull down your trousers, you take a massive dump. Um, uh, I, I am, the honest answer is I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> Well, that's good. Can it be like a Shirojin just hack? Can it just be both in the bank and not in the bank at the same time? No. I, I think it. there are lots of things about it why I would say 100% put it in there, right? Like, it displays some lots great comedy stuff. It. It's okay. 19 episodes of... Well, well, I think if we're putting this... I guess we're only assessing it off the season we saw, yeah. but there are 33. Yeah. So we're not putting season two in there, fuck that. Um... No, I I would say it's it is he's really engaging in it. Yeah. And if I'm trying to show the progression of Tom Hanks as an actor, if I'm if I am trying to tell someone the aliens, the story of Tom Hanks, I think Bosom Buddies is really important to that. <laughs> I think Bosom Buddies is what so before anything before this, 
We had a, what, uh, two other things? Uh, yeah, we had um, uh, He Knows You're Alone and uh, The Love Boat. Yeah, both those things, he's a bit player, right? Yeah. He's. I think in the first one, he's there for approximately 10 minutes of the film, maybe. Um, yes. Not that much screen time. Although, obviously, like he was fleshed out more because the director liked him. Yeah. Um, and the in the second one, he's, he's just playing a massive jerk and Love Boat is a waste of time. And yeah. Obviously, I watched that. Here you see, oh, that's that's why he becomes one of the single biggest stars of the last 60, 70 years, right? And I, I think you can see that. Now, conversely, I hate this show. <laughs> I really dislike it. It isn't good. Um, and it punished me. And you know what? Maybe I want to punish Tom Hanks there. Maybe I hate Tom Hanks a little bit. Now, I just came into this project, Jamie, loving Tom Hanks. And I worry that and buddies <laughs> makes me think less of a man than if I was to cast a movie about my life I want to make Tom Hanks play my daddy okay oh I'll... please don't use that term in this podcast <laughs> I would rather you speak in an Italian accent for the rest of this goddamn show than you ever use that word again <laughs> Tom Hanks is my daddy yes um, oh god so you know what you know what Jamie I've come around to you always thinking things. Uh, this show is garbage. It's it's nah, that's really harsh. And for everyone who made it back in the eighties, I'm sure people loved it in the eighties. Watching it today, it feels like someone every time I watched it would would walk up to me and be like, "Hey, um, I want you to look at me for thirty minutes, and then at the end, I'm gonna punch you in the face." And then they punch me in the face nineteen times. <laughs> And then I was like, please, sir, may I have another? And they were like, why, of course. Do you know there's a season two? And I went, no, sir. Uh, so I, yeah, this is not going to Hanks Bank. Oh, thank God for that. I also am starting to realise, so yeah, we, we are left with still, only he knows you're alone in your uh, Hanks Bank and nothing in mine. Yeah. Now, I am uh, starting to realise that we, as a dream for this show, said sure. like, wouldn't it be hilarious if this show took off and then the last episode... We interview Tom Hanks. Yeah. Now, what happens if we get to that point? And A, he's listened to the show where we've shit on him. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we haven't shit on him. Okay. Okay, we've said Tom he's Hanks, quite good. But we've shit on his body of work. Uh, no, 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 okay. First of all, and this is really important, Tom Hanks. We're looking at all of this from a, a very 2019, 2018 critical lens. Okay, that's... We're looking back at something which has stood the test of time. The fact that we're even talking about this... 40 years on uh, is is amazing right so we're not going to knock that you got you made a show there's so many people who worked incredibly hard on that and we appreciate that so when we shit on it please don't take this as us being like all your work was worthless and all that kind of crap it is us saying should you go back and rewatch this 40 year old show which has aged 40 years and let's be honest was only good enough for the time to get two seasons <laughs> No. you appealing to Tom no, Hanks all, saying, all I'm ah, saying, your show didn't get a third I season, you No, that's the thing. I, there is no way you can legally watch this. Like, I can't watch this on iTunes. I can't buy it anywhere. Unless someone basically... Uh, we found it online somewhere. Yeah, we illegally watched this. Uh, Very sorry. Show. But th- that's just because... Look, to be honest, if it wasn't iTunes, I would have tried to watch it on iTunes. But I don't think we could find it there. And it's... Should you put in that effort? I don't think so. Because you've made so much gold... <laughs> So much gold, including I know you're alone, right? Like that is <laughs> he knows brilliant. you're alone. You don't he even know the alone. name. It, no, but that's, that is gold. No, that it's is not. Actually, we holds agreed. up today. No, no it's it not. Does. It holds up and it's brilliant. 
Oh my god. Um, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get Tom Hanks on this show. Oh yeah. And yeah. I my Hanks bank is gonna have like Ooh. two things in it. Your Hanks bank <laughs> will have things made after the year nineteen ninety. Yeah, I'm really... And mine will just be full of everything. And that's that's why you know Tom Hanks that really you wanna be interviewed by us. Because I love you in pretty much everything and want to cast you as my father in my biopic. <laughs> yeah, I really want like so he's in uh, our next episode will be an episode of Taxi that he was in. Um, he was then in an episode of Happy Days. Jesus. He was then in a TV movie called Mazes and Monsters. <laughs> he was then in three episodes of Family Ties. And then he was in a movie called Splash. Really, I don't think he's in what I have heard of and is a decent film. Splash, the Splash is, is meant to be very good. Okay. So Splash okay. was his big So maybe, big yeah, thing. maybe it will take us 10 episodes for me to even slightly like one of these things. You never know. It, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll find out. Uh, I mean, look, here's my thing. And again, back to us slagging Tom Hanks. Um, yes, yeah, Tom, Tom first, stop listening. This was all in his first year as a screen actor. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, uh, as an actor, also in their first year of acting. Uh, <laughs> I, ass- I mean, I'm not starring in How the TV How do you compare show? yourself? Yeah, yeah, no. I would, I would say Tom's doing a little bit better than me. <laughs> I'm not starring in two seasons of a TV show. So, yeah, guess he's got me beat on that one. Uh, right. So, I think we'll end there. Um <laughs> If you uh, want to find out more from us, obviously subscribe. Get your friends to subscribe. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at at AlCStuff. Uh, Jamie. Uh, Jamie P. Loxton. And you can follow us on the Hanks Bank Twitter account, yeah, which is... I think it's Hanks, Bank under, Hanks underscore Banks. Yep. That's <laughs> that's definitely the name of our show, Hanks Banks, for sure. <laughs> well, no, Hanks underscore Banks, sorry. Yeah. I know the name of our show, it's fine. It's cool. You know, um, I, I would I would hazard a guess that there's no one else on Twitter called Hanks Bank. Yeah. If there is, I feel real sorry for them. So, you um, know, just Google us. Yeah, you know, look it up. Uh, if you want to support us, uh, we don't have a Patreon or anything because I, I, we're kind of questionable about the quality of the show. Yeah, just um, um, mail me money to... Okay. Um, we'll stop there. We'll stop there. Uh, you can pay us in internet money by uh, taking your friend's phone, going onto their podcast listening device, and subscribing us. And the more people you do that to, the more we love you. And, and if you post a screenshot of a video of you doing that on Instagram, uh-huh. I'll like it. If you <laughs> also, uh, recommend us to Darcy Carden uh, so we could get her on the oh, show. Oh, I love Darcy. That Carden. would be great. Uh, we'd love. Maybe to have... we should do a Darcy Carden. Oh, that show. would be good. But I think also just in general, um, uh, tweet at celebrities who have worked with Tom Hanks, uh, so we can get them on this podcast and interview you too. Will be really nice. We promise we won't slag off their work no. unless they also slag off their work. And and uh, we promise that we are super high tech and like professional. We're not yeah. currently sat on the floor. No, definitely. <laughs> uh, we will have Danny DeVito as a guest in the next episode. I think he's in taxi, right? He's in taxi. Uh, I'll be interested to see it. It'll be young Danny DeVito. What does he look like? I don't know. He's always looked like an old troll. So what will it be like seeing him as a young troll? Can you troll? stop insulting every goddamn celebrity? And that, oh. from Hanks Bank, is goodnight. Hanks Bank.